Hello, and welcome to Erskine Conversations. We bring the Erskine College and Theological Seminary campus to you. In each episode, we will be diving into the conversations that happen every day across Erskine's campus among students, faculty, staff, and more. Will Cooper, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you here, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, you know, you and I went to school together. Uh, you came in as I was, you know, only a year or so fresh into college. But so we, we've got a little bit of background, which is exciting to have you on and get to talk to you some and have a little conversation here. Um, so if you don't mind, tell me, remind me again, what brought you to Erskine the first time? Mm-hmm. So initially, I did visit Erskine on a regular Saturday open house and then also came for the presidential scholarship competition my senior year of high school and stayed overnight. And the appeal of those two visit opportunities was to really get some exposure to a Christian college where I would experience the fact that I would actually matter as a student Mm. and would not just be a kind of a random face in a sea of a bunch of people. Now, that certainly sounds cliched. About 95% of people who visit a (laughs) Christian college and want the small school experience will say that when they're going through the admissions process. However, I came to Erskine and found that to be immediately true. Uh, The first time I came onto campus, the then president, Dr. Randy Rubel, greeted me even as a junior and had a very forthright conversation with me. And then during that actual open night, that over that um, overnight stay, uh, people took me out to eat. They hung out with me. I had seniors talking to me and calling by my first name, which when you are <laughs> a teenager makes you think you're the coolest person on the face of the earth. And so really, I just liked the idea that there was an obviously relational environment here. And when you throw into that a commitment to academic excellence, yeah. Christ-centeredness, and then just the general ability to have fun here in our small little <laughs> academic village of due West South Carolina, that was a the pretty easy office. sell in the Erskine experience. Yeah. Man, I have a good Randy Rubel story. When I was a high school student, he came to our church and um, I introduced myself to him, David. I'd, I'd like to come to Erskine. He, he looks at me and he goes, well, you know what? We'll make sure you get it there. Hmm. Like he just—he was such a, a a kind soul, and he truly, man, he just knew everybody. He mm-hmm. knew you by your name. He knew your parents' names. He knew where you're from. Yeah, he, he was—it was a great first introduction Erskine from for me as well. Um, so since I've I've been back, we've we've talked a little bit here and there, and you've reminded me of a story from when you you first visited. Um, I, I think that it's it's so telling because when I look back at who I was when I first started Erskine. Um, and then <laughs> hearing kind of that, that first interaction you and I had, um, do you mind reminding me again of the, 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 the time that we had that, that one time, you know, that one time, that one time. Yes. <laughs> so if I'm recalling the correct moment, um, it's kind of a stark contrast to my current reputation, which is that I can hold my own conversation with a brick wall <laughs> and probably try to evangelize it <laughs> versus yes. high school where I was not just reserved, but very much the epitome of socially awkward so, and yeah. capable of talking to people, fearful of talking to anyone. I mean, people are scary. And that's true. They are, especially <laughs> when you're 17 and you've grown up in a pretty conservative household in small churches your whole life. So if I recall correctly, I believe it was the first Sunday here on campus mm. after we had orientation for a full week and we carpooled to a church out in Anderson yep. and it was a solid drive. We all did lunch afterwards and we were probably together for three or four hours yeah, was, yeah. and I did not talk the entire time. 
I sat in the back of David's car, silent, stone-faced, looking forward <laughs> out the window um, while he and another friend in the vehicle were talking the whole time. And periodically, he tried to engage me in conversation. I would just say, yes, sir. That's correct. Okay. Uh-huh. And so to say that I've had kind of a shift on my personality since then might be an understatement. Absolutely. Man. So when I think about our times together, the, the thing that stands out that I feel like anyone else who knows you would say this as well is the, the, uh, the Will Cooper hug, which is hilarious. Cause when you hear that story and then you think about my experience at Erskine with Will was one of whenever you'd see him, doesn't matter if you're walking into Watkins, you know, eating, you got a hug from Will Cooper. And that Will Cooper would have probably scared the pants off of freshman Will Cooper. Um, and it's it's such an awesome experience to think that, you know, we both sort of got out of our shell here at Erskine, coming both from, you know, fairly conservative backgrounds and fairly conservative Christian backgrounds. But uh, we also both found our way back here after graduation. Um, you know, we'll... I'll let you kind of tell you how you did it. I'll kind of say how I, how I came back here. But um, so what, what was your story to bring you back to Erskine, especially when it comes to coming back as an admissions counselor? Mm-hmm. So I think around June or July, that will complete my third full year working in the Erskine admissions office. And I never anticipated actually being on staff for the school, but I'm definitely glad the opportunity has worked itself out where mm-hmm. I can be here representing Erskine at college fairs, interfacing with the public, whatever medium possible. And so really the way that happened was when I graduated back in 2013, I went to South Korea for two years to teach English, wow. um, great cross-cultural experience and definitely learned a lot. Yeah, I bad, also yeah. thought teaching might be a good fit for me vocationally. Mm -hmm. It was not. Um, (laughs) It is definitely a calling and a specific gifting to work with teenagers, which I don't have. But looking back on my college experience and my kind of personality as it shined or emerged, if you will, in Korea, Mm -hmm. there was an obvious just love for people and kind of an innate ability to build relationships. Therefore, whenever I returned to the States, admissions as a career had a lot of natural appeal because it's essentially about engaging with people, building a relationship, and just showing a lot of intentionality in a way that's beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. And so that initially helped me get a job at Gardner-Webb University in North Carolina, an excellent fellow Christian college. And I was there for about a year and really enjoying the experience. However, a job then opened up with Bobby Duran, who was the current admissions mm-hmm. director at that time, to come also a fellow and work with him. What's that? Also a fellow student of ours. We both went to school with him. Yes. Also a uh, fellow <laughs> graduate who has his own unique stories, a great reputation here. Yeah. Quirky, but all positive. Yep. yep. And delightfully centric, if you will. Um, but yeah. And so I just started, um, I came, just started working with him. And after the interview process, it was a pretty natural fit to return to Erskine because mm-hmm. I recalled my days here fondly. I knew a lot of professors who were still employed at that time and some who are still Mm -hmm. teaching. Um, There are people in the office I already knew or had gone to school with and maintained communication with. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to couple the fact that I had the undergraduate experience here with a general knowledge of admissions at that point, I could move into the role pretty easily. A lot to learn. Yes. Uh, as there always is any professional opportunity, but I could still come in and know I'd be a strong representative and advocate for Erskine. Yeah, that's 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 a big part of I think just Erskine in general is that familial sort of um which I think is the best way to describe it. Uh it really is a connection here. 
when, mm. when you when you come on campus, there's just something about Due West, something about Erskine that draws you into just almost like a mythos. Um, that's, that was really similar to my story. You know, when I when I came here, uh, I came as a sophomore, my first time visiting, and I basically didn't even look anywhere else. Uh, I knew that right off the bat, yeah, Erskine's a place for me. Uh, I enjoyed the campus. I enjoyed, honestly, being out in kind of the country. Um, I grew up in Metro Atlanta where everyone is everywhere and you can't get away from busy. Um, so there was something that was a draw to that, but also just the the culture and the atmosphere on campus was awesome. And when I came back, I had the opportunity to come back to Erskine. Stepping back on campus was just, it was like coming home. Mm-hmm. There's just something about that. Uh, whenever you get to come back and visit, it really, uh, it reminds you of that impact that Erskine had on your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we both, you know, while we were here, we were involved with different ministries and we were both UFIs here on campus, which is a whole separate conversation in <laughs> itself. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do a, a podcast just talking with different literary society guys and sort of introducing the wider world of what a literary society is compared mm-hmm. to, to traditional Greek life. But um, we, we both had those connections here on campus that kind of shaped our lives um, that allowed us to have a really, you know, good growth opportunity. Cause we both, I mean, I mean, I'll admit when I came out of college or came out of high school, I was not the most outgoing person. And just like you, you look back and man, how, how could I have not been that guy back then? It's just part of growth. Um, so when you, when you think about kind of Hershkin and, and your, your time here, what do you think shaped you the most? That's certainly an excellent question. Um, <laughs> and it's really a hard one to answer just because Erskine offers a holistic experience. Mm. We talk here about human flourishing and develop whole person since all individuals are made in the image of God. And I certainly believe we keep to that philosophy well in our classrooms, through extracurricular activities, service organizations mm. on campus, etc. Um, but if I really have to pinpoint one aspect of my experience which shaped me most, it was Erskine's general commitment to making disciples for Christ. Okay. And so obviously we don't want to come to a Christian college and offer like this hyper spiritual, unrealistic <laughs> uh, Sunday school experience, as I sometimes right. call it. Yeah. But we still want to be Christ in all that we do. Yeah. And when I came to Erskine, there was just an immediate sense of genuineness to everyone on campus. Mm. The professors were obviously very relational and cared more about students than they did their own scholarship because they had servants' hearts through Christ. And students who were welcoming as a freshman were not only willing to have fun with me, engage me, and show me how to get involved, but also offered to pray with me and invite me to Bible studies. And that was all very... (laughs) Kind of startling, honestly, because for me, faith had been very formulaic growing up. It was a tradition given to me by my mother and father. And I was kind of obligated to go to a Christian college because (laughs) my grandfather was a Baptist minister, Mm. Southern Baptist at that. So I was kind of going against family expectations (laughs) just by going to, say, a Presbyterian college or rebel just a little bit, you know, but kind of assuaged some of those expectations by still going to a Christ committed school. Mm. And really that commitment to strong relationship with Christ um, manifested itself most strongly in Baptist collegiate ministries. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's a number of ministries on campus, but 
uh, that's I was just yeah I was hoping you'd, you'd talk a little bit more about that because that's something unique that Erskine being a Presbyterian college is like uh, is it just Presbyterians there like are you allowed to not be a Presbyterian mm-hmm. so yeah yeah tell us a little bit about what BCM is yeah so I certainly think all the on campus ministries we have with RUF BCM SCA and Fellowship of Christian Athletes are excellent. And I respect all the churches and their different denominational backgrounds who reach out to Erskine and engage Mm -hmm. our students and bring them into their covenant communities. Um, But BCM had the natural appeal for me because it is the college ministry of Mm -hmm. the Southern Baptist Convention nationwide. I even remember Mm -hmm. being at my grandfather's churches growing up and seeing posters telling you which BCM missionaries to pray for Hmm. and where they're going during the summer, both nationally and internationally. Hmm. And so I went there and I jokingly told people when I first joined and still say now that it's great to see a Baptist beachhead (laughs) at this Presbyterian college, just playing around. Um, But when I went there, um, I remember very clearly certain faces, Anna Zor and Amanda Revis, if you recall them, different last names now since they're married. Um, But they were very kind and welcoming. And what they essentially had meeting in the hangar every Thursday Mm -hmm. was a small group atmosphere. Yeah. And so when you consider not only the denomination with which the ministry was affiliated, but also just how kind the people were, I was immediately drawn in. And and just got involved, remained on student leadership for all four years, felt like I was discipled largely through BCM, had the opportunity to pour into and invest into other students. Yeah. And then now I'm even able to give back to campus life beyond my role in the admissions office by volunteering for BCM. Mm-hmm. Like just this past weekend, we took some students down to Converge, the mm-hmm. statewide student convention for the South Carolina Baptist Convention. And I remember our Saturday evening where we were reflecting on all the teaching and the breakout sessions. We had some donuts and some sodas and we were just talking and we heard from the students, a group of freshmen, sophomores and seniors, a genuine commitment to missions, evangelism and being the hands and feet of Christ right here on campus. That's awesome. And it was just amazing to think of the spiritual fruitfulness through there because I was involved in BCM as a student at Erskine, and I'm still now giving it, giving back to it. Mm-hmm. And I think BCM, what you have, it underscores just an ongoing commitment to the Christian mission here at Erskine. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I really do enjoy about Erskine, the idea that we do have a fairly ecumenical sense of, of Christendom here on, on campus. you got people who come from all kinds of backgrounds, and you see in the the lies and the words and the, the care of these professors just the desire to see growth but also like a uh, an established growth not just growth for growth's sake or you know growth because your parents said you need to be a christian but the idea that um we want to see you grow by understanding the word by understanding nature by understanding the human story um it's just a, it's a really cool thing that i think erskine does well i mean there's always room to improve always always things to think about how can we reach new people but i mean as someone who was involved with more like, I guess, non-traditional ministries on campus, like Coraliers and whatnot. Um, it's, it's always cool to hear about things you may not see when you're, you know, so focused on your studies, just so focused on life that you might not see things like BCM out there really challenging uh, young people to think about what does it mean to apply the gospel daily? Um, and so one of the things that uh, we talked about before kind of getting together for this was, um, you know, kind of catching up on just different aspects of life and whatnot. So I, I wanted to, to get your take on, um, the, 
the controversial topic of Black Panther. And and the only reason I bring that up is that we are we are both uh, you know comic book nerds to a degree, and um, we you and I have talked some about this, but I felt you know this this conversation could go on for literally hours about Erskine things and our experience and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to get a little little flavor of, of Will Cooper here. Um, so you know I've talked about this. I'm a big Spider Man fan. Um, we're both MCU, at least I, I will readily admit I'm an MCU nerd. Um, so tell, tell me why is Black Panther your favorite film? Arguably, I'm pretty sure I remember that correctly. And kind of give me a little background of, of just the, 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 like why, why is that your favorite film? Well, <laughs> this is a moment where I love, no matter how divisive an issue might be, we can still celebrate our common union mm. with Christ. Absolutely. Amen. And it's also great to be on a campus where conversations about comic books and Jesus in the same podcast (laughs) will carry such resonance. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, almost everyone, almost everyone, everybody, almost everyone has enjoyed at least one Marvel movie. Exactly. So with Black Panther, easily the greatest film of all time, not just within the MCU canon. (laughs) I have to specify that. We have to disagree. We have T'Challa, <laughs> who is obviously the great embodiment of moral justice, even more I'm so obvious. than Captain America, mm. whom everyone upholds as the great hero of the MCU. But I think he's secondary okay. to T'Challa, all right, all right, all right. largely because Black Panther chooses chooses justice over personal vendetta. He chooses his nation over himself, mm. and he's able to leverage both his personal resources and what is given to him through Wakanda for the betterment of humanity. Last I saw, all Captain America did was punch people in the face. Hey, I mean, uh, yeah. But I'm not insulting Spider-Man because I love <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, gotta, so we're yeah, in agreement on have that. Some fisticuffs dropped if we're going to Yeah, start. they're not. Because I mean, <laughs> Far From Home is probably my one of my other favorite films. The MCU. Yeah, I see your cup right there on the oh, table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to rip Spider-Man. I got Spider-Man stuff all over my office. Yeah. But in terms of a personal background, um, I have a passion for Africa. I love its culture, anthropology, and history. Mm-hmm. Would hopefully get to serve as a long-term missionary there. Uh, one day. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, just me being an Africanist, if you will, mm-hmm. in spirit, it's it's impossible not to love T'Challa exactly. in every single film that he appears in. Right. Yeah, and that's what I was hoping you'd get to is that, like, I... So, for me, the reason Spider-Man is kind of my favorite hero is his just unwavering sense of the moral right. Um, that he... I mean, I won't go too deep because this could be a whole... Again, a whole separate podcast. Um, but... His idea that if you have the ability to do something that's right, you need to do it. Um, if you have the power, I mean, that's what he says in the movie. The more traditional Spider-Man is with great power comes great responsibility. And especially, like you mentioned earlier, as Christians, we have a great power in Christ. We have a great responsibility, honestly, in Christ. Um, that's, as a comic book nerd myself, it's just it's always fun to sit down with you and have these uh, tete-a-tetes about uh, the... <laughs> you know, which hero is better or what movie is more fun. And, um, I wanted to bring that up because I, I tend to disagree with you on the movie, but that's okay. Um, I wanted to, I wanted you to be able to talk a little about yourself and, and you got to bring out that, that you, you love the African culture, the African anthropology, African continent, and you have a, a real passion to find, uh, ways to bring the gospel light to there. Um, and the Erskine has got, 
connections with the ARP and the ARP is doing the MT3 out there to try and bring good solid theology to pastors who are already ministering in different African countries. And so it's, it's really cool to, um, to have these kind of conversations across the board, um, across the campus and something that, uh, I was hoping to bring out is just that sort of personality aspect of you and, um, and your, your love for, for Black Panther and your love for, uh, for, um, just Africa generally, um, as we're kind of wrapping up today, what, what is one thing that you think, so you're, you're a missions counselor. Um, so, you know, your role here is to, uh, go out there and to seek potential students who would fit well here at Erskine. Um, I hope in those listening to this podcast, we'll get to know you a little better, get to know Erskine a little better through you. Um, so what is like one thing that you, you would hope that every Erskine prospective student, and honestly, even every Erskine student or alumni or church, whoever's listening to this, what is one thing you would hope that the listener today would, would take, take away about Erskine? I would say don't hesitate to consider Erskine just because we're small. That need not carry with it a stigma of having limited opportunities, really because we are a small institution and can therefore be very student-centered in our ethos. It allows us to create more opportunities for you to have a well-rounded and strong four-year academic experience. And so look at Erskine as a prospective student or a current student, and even as a graduate who might return to campus at some point, Mm -hmm. and just know that whether you're looking at getting involved in missions, service organizations, you want to be a double or triple major in the sciences and humanities, really anything you might consider an earmark of the excellent four-year college experience. Erskine can offer it to you with quality and make you successful in that arena because we are small and focused on the young men and women who come here and spend four years investing themselves into getting a degree. Man, if that's not a pitch for coming to Erskine College, I don't know what is. Well, thank you again for for coming into our our studio, so to speak, um, and talking about Erskine, talking, just uh, having a good conversation. I appreciate that. Yep, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Erskine Conversations. If you enjoyed today's chat, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Tune in each week to hear more from the Erskine campus. Erskine is the higher education institution of the Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church. To learn more about Erskine, please check us out at erskine.edu. We would love to hear from you. Find us on social media by searching Erskine College or emailing us at conversations at erskine.edu. Thanks again and have a blessed day.